you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hi there, I'm your host, Susan Rosen. And today's podcast, we're going to be talking about food, which is most everyone's favorite topic and interest. I know it's certainly up there in the list for me. We give a lot of attention to food and we're always looking to get healthier, to lose weight, or some of us have allergies and intolerances, which means that we spend a lot of time looking at what's in food and what we can eat and what we can't eat. So one thing that everyone should be watching out for is the level of pesticides that are on our food. And I'm expecting that a lot of you who listen to my podcast, like me, are very concerned with this pesticide residue and try to stay away from as many as possible. There's a really interesting list that gets released annually that I use as my beginning point of reference as to what fruits and vegetables I should buy and what I should eat. This list is put out by the Environmental Working Group. They are a nonprofit organization that compiles and releases this list based on the USDA's test results that they are constantly doing ongoing testing pretty much on a kind of a rotating basis of all of the different produce that is being not just consumed, but also produced and or sold here in the United States. You'll probably recognize the names of the two food lists that they re- that the Environmental Working Group releases each year, which are actually subsets of their overall shopper's guide to pesticides in produce. And those two lists are called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. The two lists are actually the top and the bottom ends of the annual shopper's guide. Now the whole shopper's guide covers 47 fruits and vegetables in total. Obviously the dirty dozen and the clean 15 cover 12 and 15. Yeah, you figured that out. Okay. So the dirty dozen is a list of the fruits and vegetables with the highest pesticide contamination on them. And the clean 15 are those with the least amount of pesticides. So the dirty dozen, they actually do this from the most contaminated down to the least contaminated. So the dirty dozen are the first 12 on the list and the clean 15 are the last 15 that are on the list. If you are at all concerned about ingesting pesticides with your food for yourself or your family, then you should try to buy the dirty dozen produce organically. And if that's not possible, then buy them very rarely or not at all. And we'll talk a little bit more about this a little further on in the podcast. This is especially true if you have young children or if you or someone else in the household is pregnant. 
because the pesticides can gather more in young children and also in unborn children because they can't get those pesticides out of their bodies as efficiently as those of us who are older. The American Academy of Pediatricians Council on Environmental Health, that's a mouthful, has said that exposure to pesticides during pregnancy and early childhood increases the risk of brain tumors and developmental defects, leukemia, and other, quote, adverse birth outcomes, unquote. And this is true even for low levels of exposure when it comes to children. So with all that being said, let's go through the dirty dozen. The first one on the list, as it has been for the last few years at least that I've been watching it, is strawberries. And in the latest USDA tests from 2015 and 2016, 99, that's two nines, of the strawberries had at least one pesticide, 30% had 10 or more pesticides on them. And when you look across all of the samples, there are a total of 81 different pesticides that were found in the residues. Now that doesn't mean 81 different pesticides on a particular strawberry. It just means that that's how many different kinds of pesticides were found on at least one of the strawberries in the test group. There were only 5.6% of the strawberries that had pesticides either considered illegal or illegal at the levels found. But overall, the U.S. pesticide regulations are really pretty weak in a lot of these areas. And so many of these are actually illegal in the EU and other parts of the world at any level. It's only here in the U.S. that we get to have them on our food. Number two is spinach. And the average number of pesticides the USDA found across all spinach samples was 7.1. That's seven, an average of 7.1. So that means a lot were higher, a lot were lower. One pesticide found on 76% of the samples was a neurotoxic insecticide called permethrin which has been shown at high doses to cause tremors and seizures, and in, that's in adults, and in children to be related even at low levels with symptoms of ADHD. Europe, on the other hand, hasn't allowed any permethrin on food crops since the year 2000. Why does that not surprise me? Kale is on the list at number three, and it's moved up since number eight, the last time it was tested, prior to 2009. Turns out 92% of the kale tested had two or more pesticide residues found on them, and DCPA, which the EPA classifies as a possible human carcinogen, was found on 60%, that's 6-0, of the samples. It doesn't give me a warm and cozy feeling. The rest of the dirty dozen includes, in order, nectarines, apples, grapes, peaches, cherries, pears, tomatoes, celery, and potatoes. 
And the reason that I'm not going to go through those all as much as I did with the first three is because otherwise this podcast would be really, really long. And that's okay. You can go read up on some of these things yourself because I will give you the website address both in the show notes and at the end of this podcast. So you can go look a lot of this up yourself. So one other item that's also called out, but not officially in the Dirty Dozen, are hot peppers. And that's because they have been found to have insecticides that are toxic to the human nervous system. Again, don't like that. Okay, let's look at the safer end of the list and go through the clean 15. We will start with the bottom of the 15, which means that it's a higher number actually on the list, and go up to the cleanest. So number 15 are honeydew melons. Then next come mushrooms and then broccoli. Cantaloupes is next. And then cauliflower followed by cabbages. Kiwis are next. Then asparagus. So number seven are eggplants. Six is papayas. Five is onions. Four is frozen sweet peas. The only frozen vegetable on the entire list. Number three is pineapple, which I can't eat, but I do so love it. Number two is sweet corn, which is really interesting. And the cleanest is avocados. It turns out less than 1% of the avocados and sweet corn had any detectable pesticide residue on them. That's why you don't need to worry about buying either of those organic because you aren't really gaining anything by spending the extra money. The only thing you have to watch out for with either one is that there are a few sweet corns that are grown from GMO seeds. So if GMO products are of concern to you, then stick with the organic or get them from some place that you know, maybe an actual farmer. For the overall produce list, strawberries, spinach, kale, apples, nectarines, and cherries, all of which were on the Dirty Dozen, had more than 90% of their samples test positive for two or more kinds of pesticides on them. While only 6% of the clean 15 had two or more, and overall more than 70, 70% of the clean 15 had no pesticide residues found on them at all. Fruits and vegetables overall, as I'm sure you know, have wonderful health benefits. And if you can't afford or can't get organic where you live, then eating non-organic produce may be your best bet. But when you can try to eat from the cleaner end of the list, you'll probably be better. Or if possible, try to grow your own or get your produce from friends or family who grow their own and you know how they're growing it. As I said earlier, if you're interested in learning more about the Environmental Environmental Working Group, you can go to their website, which is ewg.org. And I'll also put the link in the show notes, wherever you're listening to me. And it will also be on my website, at healthytipsafter50.com. The Environmental Working Group is a very interesting and extensive organization. And as I say, it's a nonprofit. So they exist on 
grants and donations and all of that sort of thing for the money to keep themselves going. They also rate many other kinds of items on their website for their clean ingredients or their effectiveness. For instance, they have some around cleaning products, which I know I look at quite often, for cosmetics, sunscreens, and they also give you tips to avoid chemicals in your home. Personally, I have a bookmarked on my computer and I go there quite often to look things up before I buy anything. So I hope you got some valuable information from this podcast that'll help you to improve your health or just to maintain your good health. And be sure to go by the website, my website, because there will be a couple of blog posts about the Environmental Working Group overall and this produce list in particular. If you have a chance to leave me a comment, please do. And let me know if this is the kind of information you want to know about. Also, if you go to Facebook, you can find my page there, Healthy Tips After 50. And if you like it, I would really appreciate it. I do post all of the podcasts up there, as well as most of my blog posts as I put them up. And I'm also planning on posting more information as the days go by and I get myself a little better organized. Please remember that I am not a doctor and whatever I talk about on this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. Okay, that's it for today's show and I'll look forward to talking to you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.